We're going to look today at a passage in Paul's letter to the Philippians. Philippians 4, starting at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I want to talk today about four keys to peace in the midst of lockdown. Firstly, turn your isolation into connection. You might be a little bit like me at the moment. I'm extroverted, so I'm kind of slightly climbing the walls in isolation and uh, almost tempted to reach out of the window and start talking to random passers-by. Maybe you're uh, more introverted. You're thinking, my moment has come. I've been training for this my whole life. I'm ready. But however you're wired, it can feel a very unsettling time. All the old certainties feel like they've been stripped away. I find it fascinating that Paul writes this letter, not from a beach with a drink in his hand, but from a prison cell in chains, possibly awaiting execution, separated from his loved ones. And yet he sees his constraints as an opportunity for greater connection. He's not focused on his own troubles or his own hassles. He's reaching out to those he loves to check that they're okay and to make sure they're doing all right. This whole letter is motivated by his love for other people. And there's an opportunity now you know, we're in lockdown, but we can still reach out and connect. It's amazing the difference a text or a phone call can make to someone at this moment to check up, to see they're all right, to reach out maybe to old friends or colleagues or people we care about, to turn your isolation into connection. But then also turn your frustration into gratitude. Paul should be miserable. He's in a prison cell and yet he says rejoice, rejoice. He's full of joy. Why is that? Well, there's a clue when he says, present your requests with thanksgiving. And that sounds odd. I normally ask for things because I'm not happy with the way things are. And then I think when I get those things, then I'll be grateful. I think that my joy will lead to gratitude. But actually, it's the other way around. Your gratitude leads to joy. It's as we are grateful for things that joy rises up within us. I think of my dad. He didn't grow up as a Christian, didn't grow up in a church-going family, and he actually left school at 15 and worked in the coal mines. And one night he, he was at home and he turned on the radio and he heard someone speaking about Jesus. And he thought, this is it. This is what I want. And he became a Christian. He placed his trust in Jesus. And he's now 77 and he's got a few underlying health conditions. So he's in the risk category. So we're trying to encourage him to stay home as much as possible. He's like, oh, I need to go get my newspaper from the news agents. We're like, dad, getting your newspaper is not an essential activity. Please stay at home. And I was asking him, how are you feeling? And he said, well, if I'm honest, Steve, I, I don't feel afraid of death. I know Jesus, I know where I'm going. He said, my only worry is, my only concern is that I was really hoping that when I died, lots of people would come to my funeral and lots of people would hear about Jesus at my funeral. And if I die at the moment, no one's gonna be able to come to my funeral. That's his greatest concern at the moment. I find it so inspiring and so challenging. And I want to try and turn 
you know, my frustrations into gratitude at the moment. My dad's so grateful because of what Jesus has done in his life. And I want to be grateful for the big things and for the small things. I want to be grateful that we've got food in the house. I want to be grateful that we've got uh, loo paper. I want to be grateful that we've got, uh, we've got family and friends we can connect with. Grateful for our health service. Grateful for the doctors and the nurses on the front line. I want to turn my frustrations into gratitude. I also want to turn my fears into prayers. Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's so easy at the moment for fear to get the better of you. I was really struck this week, a good friend of mine is seriously ill with this virus at the moment and it's brought it home to me in a whole new way. It's very easy to follow your fears and end up in quite anxious places but I want to turn my fears into prayers. I want to bring my emotions to God and talk to him about how I'm actually feeling. I'm trying to do that in the morning and that helps me have a better day. I'm trying to do it in the evening and it helps me sleep better at night. And the peace Paul is talking about here, sometimes we think of peace as being a soft, fuzzy thing. You know, not much use in a crisis, in a real challenge. But the peace Paul is talking about is a peace which comes into its own in a crisis. He says it guards your hearts and minds. The word he uses is like a military word, like stand sentry, like having an armed guard over your heart and your mind. That's the peace of God which comes from a different place. It's the peace which comes from God and protects your heart and your mind from all the fears and worries and concerns of the day and keeps you full of peace. So easy to be anxious, pulled in so many different directions, pulled apart, but peace puts you back together again. It anchors you in the midst of of the crisis and then turn your uncertainty into trust. I don't know about you, I like to feel as though I'm in charge of my life. I like to feel like I know what's happening this day, this week, this year. And at the moment for us, it feels like the rug's been pulled from under our feet a number of times. Like there are more uncertainties than certainties. Just a few weeks ago, uh, my wife Beth's mum, Sarah, died of cancer. Um, we had the funeral just a few weeks ago and then this pandemic has kicked off right around the world and suddenly it feels like there are very few certainties. So in that moment I'm trying to really draw on the certainties which I do know. That Jesus loves me, that he died for me, that he paid the price to win me for God, that what he's taken hold of he won't let go of so I can trust him that though I might not know what's going to happen Jesus is Lord he's on the throne that I might be fearful about what's going to happen with this pandemic I know that Jesus is the healer though I'm not sure what's going to happen even next week Jesus knows the end from the beginning and so I can trust him whatever I face this day this week this month I can find peace because peace isn't the absence of trouble, it's the presence of Jesus in your life. And that makes all the difference.